0: Have you ever had the experience of locking yourself out of some place or locking yourself in? Maybe it is a terrible experience to just shut the door of your car and realize that you left the car keys in that is locked and the spare keys are in Portland or some place like that. <laughs> and then noticing that you have to pay a tremendous amount of money just to get a key back. Um <clears throat> It's not fun. But today, Jesus says, I am the gate. I am the gate. People in his time were very used to, to, to doors and gates, but especially to gates, because the cities were surrounded by these big walls with gates, where the places where people would go in and out of the city, and they would be safe on <clears throat> at that point. And uh, he re- really uses two different images here. The gospel says two figures of speech, and they don't understand. The one is the shepherd, and the other one is, is the gate. And he uses freely both of them, um, because he is the shepherd that leads us to go good pastures, but he's also the gate through whom we have access to the Father. So in, in, in the shepherd image... In this one, he emphasizes the need to follow the voice of Christ. The need to listen to him. That is to go behind him and to follow, to pay heed to his instructions, um, to walk in in his footsteps. But it also emphasizes his goodness, opposite to the robbers who are there just to slaughter the, the sheep. He's there to care for them. And we know sheep do not uh, have a leader, right? They need leaders. We too, much as we would like to be self-dependent uh, or independent, we, we know that we need Jesus to, to guide us, to lead us. Here, what we really need to discern, if we focus on the image of the shepherd, is on the voice listening to the voice of Christ, which is not so easy. It's not so easy to be able to listen to, the, to, to God. Many people pray and they say, Father, I'm not really sure. if Is this my voice? Is this God's voice? How do I discern that voice? But it's important to be able, over time at least, to listen to the word of God and say, well, this is, this comes from God. It's not my voice. This is certainly coming from the Lord. And we can use many different things for this. We can use, for instance, common sense. Chesterton called common sense the less common of all senses. Uh, we can use scripture, too. We can use the counsel of the saints as well. Those are all good. But sometimes God speaks to us, to all of us, in daily circumstances. Things that happen just in daily life. We don't have to look um, in weird places to find the Word of God. But for this, we need to be trained. So we, start, we need to start paying attention. Does it come from God or not? Is God trying to say something to me? Sometimes we might be uncertain, but it's important I remember when I was uh, going through my first classes in music classes. What an experience. We were supposed to sing. And I remember so clearly that I could not hit a single note, a single note. So uh, it was frustrating and humiliating. And apart from all of that, I had to put up with um, some classmates who were better apt for the task who made fun of my misfortune, of course. But over time, you learn. You can train your ear to listen better and to hear, oh, this is what I need to to sing. You train your ear over time. And now it's a miracle I can even play the guitar and sing at the same time. (laughs) And out of charity, I take the precaution to make sure nobody's around, but... And I think we, we, in the same way we train our ear to listen to God. And if we are attentive enough, he, we will notice that he speaks to you in, in the circumstances of life. He can get your attention um, through almost anything. And what seems to be a coincidence might be a God-incidence, in right? a God-incidence. So maybe suffering, joy, success, sickness, family, friendship, a relationship, anything can teach us something from God because nothing escapes from the providence of God. He's there all the time and he teaches us through those things. So it's important to think, what is my good shepherd trying to teach me? with what's going on in my life now. With this pandemic, I know many of you have come to many different conclusions. We're all all good. The Lord is trying to say something to us. Many have said, Father, I, I, I have rediscovered my family. Wonderful. Maybe that's what the Lord wants for you during this time. And he's leading you in that direction. Notice that he won't push you in that direction. He will gently open the gate for you. And the second one is the image of the gate, because surprisingly, you're expecting if you reread the gospel, and you're reading, and then they say the um, the gospel says that the Pharisees did not realize what he was talking about, so Jesus says, "Amen, amen, I say to you, I am the gate." And I, for me, at least, I was expecting him to say, "I am the Good Shepherd," right at this point. But he says, "I am the gate." Why? because we have to go through him. We have to go through him, especially to get to the Father. This is the experience that we need to choose to enter through the gate, to have access to a deeper realm of things, to a different space, so to speak. You need to choose to go through the door, into a relationship with God. So you go through Jesus into the Father. Prepositions are very important here. <laughs> but that is the case. Sometimes this could sound like very abstract, but I don't think it is. When I was growing up, my father um, worked for some years in, um, for Sony Pictures company. And the company in this branch in Argentina, they, um, they do not make any movies. Movies are made here in Hollywood. And, but they advertise, they did all of that, and they also distributed all the movies throughout the country. But one big advantage was the fact that for those working at the company, they had free tickets to the movies free tickets to the movies and I remember that very clearly that he many times gave me those tickets uh, for me and my friends and I remember in those tickets you could even write up to the number 10 uh, letting the the, the, the doorkeeper uh, the theater uh, letting him know how many people were coming in with you So it's not just one free ticket to the movies, but I could take all my friends for free to the movies. Can you imagine that? That's almost like heaven when you're in high school. And, uh, And the best part was that these tickets worked not only for their movies, but for any movie of any company, in any theater, at any time. So I became pretty popular in my high school. <laughs> but if you wanted to go to the movies for free, you had to go through me. <laughs> I was the gatekeeper. <laughs> so it is not difficult to understand the the what he, Jesus is getting at. You have to go through him. You have to be his friend. If you were my enemy, you would have to pay to get go to the. Uh, theater. But Jesus is g- getting to know Jesus and that he's the gate doesn't mean that, he <clears throat> that this is some sort of restriction. Like you have to go through customs more or less, right? But on the contrary, it's a gate that opens and widens your experience. You get to a better place. It's a, uh, an expanding of your horizons. And that is what Jesus provides for us. If we remain only th- in ourselves, then we are clustered in our own little world. But when we go through the door that is Jesus, at, we have access to the Father. I said, but also to others, because Jesus leads us to others. He opens our uh, our experience to other realities. And me, for myself, I can speak only. In this, I experienced this so many times as a missionary. I have ended up in places I would have never even thought that I would be. I would talk with people and uh, get to know people in so many different paths of lives. But that was only through Jesus that I had access to that. And that I had interest also in those people. If it were not for Jesus... I don't think maybe I would care so much for them. But it's through Jesus that we have access to a bigger reality, to bigger and wider, um, greater horizons for us. He is the gate to salvation, to rest and peace, but also for, to greater adventure and to things that we cannot even imagine. That's why following Jesus is also a, an adventure. It's a challenge. And so, to bring it to a conclusion, I think we can put together both images. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I'm going to lead you, but you have to go through me. I'm going to lead you, but you have to go through me. And they are not in opposition. They work perfectly well together. So, maybe we can foster a greater awareness this week that Jesus is our good shepherd. And one good thing to do, which is uh, many people know, is to just memorize Psalm 23 that we just uh, were singing a minute ago here in Mass, at Mass. Just sing it, and when you feel lost, the Lord is my shepherd. when you're insecure, the Lord is my shepherd. And when you don't know what Jesus is trying to teach you, the Lord is my shepherd, right? And, uh, and it's a great way of just bringing home that great truth that Jesus is leading us to green pastures.